I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good Sunday morning to you. Rashini Rajkumar here along with Dr. David Hilden. You are listening to Healthy Matters powered by Hennepin Healthcare. And we're going to talk about your heart today. But before we get into that, Dr. Hilden will soon introduce our guest. But Dr. Hilden, it's this is such an important topic. We all obviously have hearts but of varying degrees of knowledge about our own hearts. Exactly, Rashini, uh, and good morning, one and all. I hope you're having a good Sunday morning. We are going to talk about your heart today, and we're going to talk, and we're going to talk mostly about some of the advanced imaging, in other words, X-rays and the like, that we do to help evaluate your heart. This is something that, I don't know, 20 years ago, people didn't talk about because there was no such thing. But right now, we have CAT scans, and we have MRIs, and we have stress testing, and the various things like that, that allow us, our, our cardiology experts, and more importantly, for, the, for this topic, our radiology experts, to help us diagnose what may be wrong with your heart. So today we're going to talk about um, if you get an order for a CT coronary angiogram, what in the heck does that mean? Or your doctor, want, your cardiologist wants to get a cardiac MRI. Well, what, why would they be doing that and what are they hoping to find? And so we're going to talk to our chair of radiology, Dr. Gopal Punjabi, in just a moment about those topics. I've also asked him if he wouldn't mind just slipping in today a little bit of discussion about what the x-rays look like in COVID-19 because he sees a lot of that. And patients are often asking, well, what, is my, what does my x-ray look like? Can you diagnose COVID with that? And you know, what does my CT scan show? And so Dr. Punjabi and his team see this all the time, and nobody knows what COVID looks like on an x-ray more than this guy. And so he's, uh, he's going to come on and talk to us in just a few moments. Lots of great information, and as always, you can uh, send us a text with our, our line, our text line, 651-989-9226. We are talking about hearts, cardiac imaging, so lots of questions. And the thing about any topic, c- considering your heart, when we're looking at whether it's a healthy heart, a diseased heart, how to read these images, age really doesn't matter, right? I mean, we could have heart ailments from infant through 99 years old. Yeah, we sure can. And and heart disease remains the leading cause of death in the United States. It is each and every year. So for sure, it's something that older adults think about and things like heart attacks and heart failure. But people of all ages get heart problems. You can There are um, congenital issues in children 
And then as you get into um, a little bit older, especially around this time of infectious things like COVID, you're hearing things like myocarditis. Well, that is an inflammation of the heart that happens uh, even to young adults. And then we get into the, the big one, which is coronary heart disease or coronary artery disease. And that's what many of us refer to or think of as hardening of the arteries. Indeed, your coronary arteries, uh, which are the blood supply to your heart, those arteries get narrowed They get they, so they can't pass the blood quite as well. A little bit of a factoid. Medicine, you know, we kind of like factoids. I don't even know if that's a real word, but doctors use it all the time. Oh, we love factoids. Factoids. You know, patients everywhere love factoids. (laughs) Exactly, little little factoids. The coronary stands for, uh, it's from the, I believe, Latin, maybe it's Greek, for corona, which means uh, very kind of uh, uh, germane to our day and age. Corona means crown. And in your heart, your coronary arteries go around the outside of your heart almost like a crown. That's why they're called your coronaries. And because of the age we live in, the coronavirus has little spikes on it that also make it look like a crown. So very creative scientist types um, have named you the arteries to your heart, your the crown-like arteries. And the virus we're dealing with, our, our good buddy uh, COVID-19 virus, is also a, uh, has a crown-like appearance. So I guess that's the theme for the day, the crown-like uh, uh, things about medicine. And so I will introduce Dr. Punjabi in just a moment. Um, uh, after the break, we'll talk to him. But let me just tell you who he is. He's the chair, in other words, the head guy at the Department of Radiology at Hennepin Healthcare. And in his role, he has shepherded in to our radiology department, the most advanced imaging available in the region. He is an expert on coronary CTs, on CAT scans, on MRIs, PET scans, uh, all that stuff, lung CT scanning. This guy is the expert on all of this stuff. And before we even get to him, I just want to say doctors have their own doctors. And when I need to get a question answered, I call Dr. Punjabi. And he is always um, there at, with, with the answer. So he's just a gem of a guy, and we'll be talking to him in just a couple moments. Yeah, well, he sounds amazing. And maybe one thing we can also do with him is define some of these things. Because I'm looking at this list of all these dif- different scans, and I think most of us don't really know what they are. So maybe we can get into some of the definitions of why a PET scan would be needed over a different kind of scan. Uh, I'm sure he has a lot of answers for those kinds of questions, Doc. Indeed he does. And, and, uh, and most of us, and we're even in the era where you have to, you get the results of your scans from your, from your healthcare system because you can see your own charts and what the heck do these mean? So stay tuned. We'll get to that in just a moment. Stay tuned. You can text us 651-989-9226 and texts are already coming in. So get yours in for Healthy Matters. Getting you dancing this morning. Rashini Rajkumar, Dr. David Hilden with you on Healthy Matters. We're focusing on cardiac imaging today. Text questions are coming in. You can get yours in too, 651-989-9226. But first, Dr. Hilden, I'll let you introduce our guest today. Thank you, Rashini. Dr. Gopal Punjabi has broad experience in diagnostic radiology and nuclear medicine. Did you guys know there's something called nuclear medicine? Did well, not. Well, he does that. <laughs> 
We even have a whole department. We say send them over to Nuke Medicine. You learn uh, something he, every week on Healthy Medicine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he's an expert on all kinds of imaging. And today we're focusing on mostly your heart, including PET scans, CTs, MRIs, and the like. So uh, I would like to introduce him. Dr. Punjabi, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Great to have you here. Uh, you're a repeat guest, Gopal. And uh, so I thank you for doing this on a, early on a Sunday morning. Could you help out our listeners and, and just start up by saying what the very basic difference between what is a CAT scan, what is an MRI? Start with that, please. Sure. And I really got a chuckle out of factoids, so I'll be trying to drop factoids uh, this morning here. <laughs> Uh, we can't wait. <laughs> a CAT scan, actually more appropriately called CT scan, uses X-ray radiation uh, to get um, three-dimensional pictures of inside of your body. Uh, you just put an X-ray out one end, take a picture on the other end, um, and uh, it, it's a donut-shaped machine that you go into. Uh, MRI scanner um, is completely different, does not use any radiation. Uh, it's, a, it's a much bigger machine and usually a tighter kind of bore that you have to go into, um, and it uses a very, very powerful magnet and radio waves to make images of inside of your body. And um, you mentioned nuclear medicine, and nuclear medicine is, is my personal favorite because we actually use radioactivity to image the inside uh, of, insides of your body. You're scaring us there, Dr. P. Nuke, you use radiation, so do you come out glowing in the dark? <laughs> what is it? What does that mean? You know, yeah, you know that that's a great, great point. I, the amounts of radiation we use are so low, and this have been this things have been studied for a hundred years now, and we know that this amount of radiation is not going to cause any harm. So it's it's very very safe, um, so long as it's appropriately indicated. I would not hesitate to get any of these tests. If if your doctor thinks they're right for you, I would I would go ahead and proceed. Yep, I would actually concur with that. I'm only kidding about that. Um, uh, I, before we get to my my next thought with you, I just want to say that at Hennepin we have a, a relative, we have a bunch of of these scanners, but the newest one was brought in just recently in recent couple of years ago, and they were testing out the new MRI, and so they needed a few uh, uh, let's say guinea pigs. So I volunteered to do it. So I get a scan from the tip of my head to my toenails. And it was just an absolute lovely experience. You get to listen to music. I think I watched a little picture of my uh, on of the Seychelles Islands, you know, while I was doing it. And then and then I walked out of my scan, and I was just a little bit nervous because, gee, what if you found something? You know, I'm just a test subject. What if you actually find something? I walk out of there, and the first person I see is Dr. Punjabi looking at me, and uh, so he he got to take a look. And so he has seen me literally. From the inside out. <laughs> so you've seen all of my organs, Dr. Punjabi, and I hope you're, uh, 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 and I'm glad to say it was all okay. It's a but different kind of naked, doctors. It is. It is. You know, there's no privacy in what I do, I'm telling you. Um, tell us a little bit, Gopal, if you could, about use of these imaging things in the heart. When do you use a, a CT scan or an MRI for the heart? Sure. Um, and, you know, I can tell, tell your, your audience that you do have a heart. Uh, I've oh, seen, good. So I have, I have first-hand <laughs> evidence of that. Is um, that a factoid, Dr. Punjabi? Yeah, that he actually <laughs> saw visual evidence that it's there. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, some people question it, but I, I've seen it. So I can, I can, I can reassure them. Um, you know, uh, CT scans have been around for a while. Um, 
In fact, the first, uh, very first CT scanner installed in the United States was installed at the Mayo Clinic, and I'm told they still have it on display. Um, back in seven, it was installed back in '71. Uh, they, they, they have it in a museum uh, down there in Rochester. Um, the, the CT scanners, when they came in in the '70s, were extremely slow. And the trick with the heart is that the heart moves. And I think most people would prefer that their heart moves um, rather than the heart be still. So uh, with, the, with the amount of motion the heart does, getting good images of the heart on CT scans is fairly tricky, and it requires really fast CT scanners. And we've only had really fast CT scanners in the last 10, 12 years or so. Um, and they're really good for looking at the coronary arteries itself. So if you're looking for a narrowing of the coronary artery, or if you're looking for calcification, which is basically scarring um, and atherosclerotic disease in your coronary arteries, CAT scans are really good. Um, MRI scanners, likewise, again, we needed fast scanners, and, and they've been around for about 20, 25 years. We've done cardiac MRI imaging of the heart. That's really good for cardiac muscle. So when you're looking at the muscle itself, uh, MRI is a really good test. So if you're looking for scarring in the muscle, myocarditis, like you talked about with COVID-19 or with other entities, um, MRI has just exquisitely sensitive for um, abnormalities in the heart muscle itself. It's also really good for when you're looking for clots inside the heart and so on. Um, and nuclear medicine tests, uh, your doctors use them um, mainly as, as part of a stress test to look to see how the blood supply is to your heart when you you know walk on a treadmill and so on i've seen all of these images i want i want to say pictures but they they are um i've seen all of them and they're incredibly detailed so when you have shown me uh, gopal i've been in the dark radiology reading rooms with all the monitors that you guys look at and you have shown me some pictures of patients hearts that are in exquisite detail are you able then so why don't we do them for everybody, uh, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. If they're so good, why don't we just go get cardiac MRIs and everybody? Uh, cardiac MRIs are an hour-long exam inside a little donut that may not be entirely comfortable for everyone. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't screen every, the other. Actually, that's, more than that, it's a great question about screening. And we know that these tests, don't work very well in screening situations, except maybe coronary calcium in certain um, certain situations. So it, it, doing them on everyone is just going to not not give you any yield. You want to make you sure brought, you have a good clinical indication to do a test. Yeah, that's a good point. You brought up something there, coronary calcium. People have heard about calcium scores. Could you tell us what is that? How do you determine what it is? And when might somebody want to know what their score is? Um, great question. Um, for about, we've had this around for about 15, 20 years now, where we can actually we do a scan of your heart. We don't give you dye for this kind of scan. We just lay you down, put a little EKG leads on your chest, and scan your heart. And we look at the amount of calcium that is in your coronary arteries, and there's a mathematical formula, and we get a calcium score. Um, the higher the calcium score is, the more calcium you have in your heart. Um, one one little note that may be relevant to your listeners, most insurers don't cover for it. So at Hennepin, we charge over-the-counter $99 for a calcium score. Um, and I think that's pretty much the price for most people that I know in town. Um, the utility of calcium score is in giving you a numerical value that 
kind of looks at your cardiovascular risk. Uh, so your future likelihood of having a bad um, cardiac event is kind of a broad indicator uh, with the calcium score. So a great use for the calcium score is someone who, if your doctor thinks, is kind of not sure whether they should start you on cholesterol-lowering drugs, kind of thinking about it. Your risk is intermediate. You know, it's uh, if it's high, you should probably be on cholesterol-lowering drugs. If it's low, you don't need them. But it's in the middle risk group. That's where calcium score can make a big difference. And that's when, if you see a calcium, if you have a calcium score that is uh, significant, then your doctor will probably start you on cal- on cholesterol lowering drugs. All right. Well, ninety nine dollars, I think, is a really good investment in yourself just to find out what that score is. All right. We need to take a break. Uh, more with Dr. Punjabi and Dr. Hilden on Healthy Matters when we return. Text us your question, 651-989-9226. We are back. Dr. David Hilden, Roshini Rajkumar, and our special guest today, Dr. Gopal Punjabi. He is the head guy when it comes to radiology at Hennepin Healthcare. The doctors are answering your questions today. 651-989-9226 is our text line. There are a lot of texts. I want to do I want to go to this one first, doctors, because it involves a 13-year-old. This person says, my grandson just turned 13. He was all set to get his COVID vaccine, but his mom was told by the pediatrician the boys that age are occasionally having some heart inflammation. CJ from Champlin wants to, goes on to say they decided against it for now. What are your thoughts? Well, I'd love to get uh, your thoughts on the imaging for myocarditis, Gopal. Um, I'll just say that there was, a, there was a, a little bit of a concern after the vaccines about kids getting myocarditis, uh, and that did indeed happen in a couple, uh, I don't want to say a couple, but a handful of young adults and adolescents. However, COVID itself leads to um, far more common heart issues. So I'm gonna pass it to you, um, Dr. Punjabi. Tell us what does myocarditis look like on your scans and are you seeing any of that? Um, sure. So um, when we, the best way to look for myocarditis on scans is through MRI. And when we do MRIs of the heart, uh, for myocarditis, we see increased fluid in the heart and increased scarring in the heart. And MRIs are really exquisitely sensitive for myocarditis. Uh, so far, I have not seen a single case of myocarditis from COVID-19. We do see myocarditis on and off, but I have not, or, or from vaccination, uh, either of those. I have not seen those yet at Hennepin. And, I, you know, looking at the literature, it seems like the risk is very low. And I'll just tell you, my son is turning 12 in a handful of days, and he's going to get uh, the COVID shot on his birthday. I I second that, and I'm so glad to hear that, Gopal, that you that you and uh, uh, your physician wife, I happen to know um, Dr. Pujabi's wife, who is also a physician, and they are having their son get their vaccine um, right away as soon as he's eligible. So I think these are the, the risks of getting COVID and the risks of passing it around um, CJ in Champlin um, are much higher. So I would encourage your grandson to get the shot as well. All right, let's go back to our text lines. This person says, I'm a 67-year-old male, morbidly obese at 320 pounds. I will be having my annual physical exam tomorrow. 
Do I need to ask my doctor for any special tests on my heart? I'll again give it a first crack at that one. Uh, you shouldn't probably, you don't probably need any special tests if you're just having an annual physical, but you need to uh, attend to the the basics. The first one in this person would be make sure your blood pressure is under control. The second thing, make sure your cholesterol is under control. The third thing is make sure that you are at least doing what you can about your weight. Don't feel bad. At, uh, don't. It's not a character flaw. It's nothing wrong with you, but it is a health risk factor to ha- to be um, carrying uh, all that extra weight. So work on whatever you can to. Uh, to try to drop some of that weight. I don't think you need any special tests of your heart right now. Um, there's one thing I would add to that, uh, Dr. Hilden, and that is that if um, if you're a smoker, then you need to talk to your doctor about uh, lung cancer screening CT, which has got nothing to do with your heart. Uh, it's got to do with your lungs. But that's that's one test that you might want to talk about if you're a smoker. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, we don't routinely check for lung cancer in people, but there are groups of people that we do. If you are a smoker uh, or a recent former smoker, if you smoked when you were 20, that might be a different story, but in uh, your 70 now. But if you're a smoker or a recent former smoker, um, you should be looking for lung cancer, and that is a quick and easy CT scan as well. Okay. We have lots of different kinds of heart questions today. This person says, I have borderline cholesterol on 10 milligrams of Lipitor, never had a heart attack. Do I need to take a baby aspirin? Probably not. Uh, there are very, um, we don't prescribe uh, baby aspirins as much as we used to. If you've already had a heart attack, yes, definitely, you should be on an aspirin. If you have not had a heart attack, then it's a small group of people who need it. And those are people in your 50s maybe if you're in your 60s, and if you have some other risk factors. So certainly talk to your doctor about that. I love this question. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. My doctor ordered a stress test for me. I was not under stress, just laid on a table. What did it show for results? They just said all was normal. All right, how do you have a stress test if you're just lying there on the table, Gopal? Uh, You know, that's a... Uh, that's a really uh, great question. Um, we can use multiple pharmaceuticals to stress your heart. So, you know, the commonly performed stress test is they have you run on a treadmill, but we can also use medications like adenosine and dobutamine, and and uh, there's a few others that we can use to kind of stress your heart and have more or less the same effect. Yeah, so not everybody can hoof it on a treadmill. A lot of us can, but not everybody can. And so there are um, brilliant people have come up with ways to make basically trick your heart into thinking it's exercising even when it's just lying there. Now, that brings up all kinds of questions. I wish I could exercise with just lying on the couch watching the Olympics, but uh, 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 I can't do that, unfortunately. But there are ways to do it if you're not able to walk on a treadmill. You could maybe sort of do some toe lifts. Oh, the there you go, Rashini. I think that's what, it, that, you know, I think that, that, that'll be my excuse. No, really, I've been watching world-class athletes constantly. I watched this Molly Seidel from Wisconsin just take bronze in the marathon on only her third marathon. And I'm thinking, I'm watching it from my couch. I got to get back running. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, very, very inspirational. All right, more questions coming in. You can get yours in too. Text us 651-989-9226. This listener says, how long can you expect to see continued radiation-induced 
echogenic plaque buildup in the carotid artery after treatment for head and neck cancer. Gopal, I'm sending that right to you. That's a very, very specific question. And actually, um, you know, I want to be careful about how I answer it because I don't have all the expertise to answer that question. Um, but there, there are studies that show that radiation for head and neck cancer can induce uh, your arteries to form plaque. Um, but how long you can expect, uh, David, that is beyond my knowledge. Well, if it's beyond yours, it's been well beyond mine as well. So um, uh, uh, thanks for giving a crack at it anyway. All right. This person asks, what is the best way to regularly monitor a patient with known CAD? CAD is coronary artery disease, and those are the, the narrowing of your arteries. The medical term is atherosclerosis. And uh, the best way to monitor you if you already have that is, number one, monitor your symptoms. You have any chest pain? Number two, keep your blood pressure under control. I can't emphasize that enough. Keep your, I don't care how many medications it takes. Keep your blood pressure under control. Number three, keep your cholesterol under control, preferably less than your LDL bad cholesterol, less than 100, preferably 70. So keep your LDL bad cholesterol as low as you can, and yes, that will almost always require a medication if you already have coronary disease. If you've had a heart attack, you might want to consider a baby aspirin, but uh, um, if you haven't had a heart attack already, then talk to your doctor. And then tell your family members. Uh, make sure that they're getting um, checked for their hearts as well. You don't need routine over and over imaging. Uh, you don't need those things. Dr. Punjabi, this person is wondering if you've heard of heart flow analysis. You know, I have not. But there is a lot about the, about the heart that uh, I have not heard about because it's just so complex and so many new things are coming all the time. We try to keep up, but there's constantly new things coming up. Really the key, though, to having someone like you on someone's medical team is that you also know how to find the answer. So even the things that you may not have heard of or they're new technologies, at least, you have the expertise to ask the right questions and find out, uh, you know, more information than a layperson is going to have for sure. All right. This person is asking, what causes calcification in the coronary arteries? That is a really good question. And, and um the thought process is that um, you have plaque being laid down in the heart, and the plaque tends to be unstable and will sometimes bleed or get inflamed uh, or will break up, and that results in fibrosis or scarring. And essentially, the, the best way to think about it is it's the body trying to heal where the plaque is, and that results in laying off calcium. Um, and over time, that may, may increase um, if not treated. All right. Good, good to know. Lots of texts are coming in. We have one more segment after this break coming up, so get your questions in. 651-989-9226, our cardiac imaging topic today with Dr. Hilden and Dr. Gopal Punjabi continues after the break. As always... Devin finds the right music for our show. Today we are talking cardiac imaging on Healthy Matters. Our special guest is Dr. Gopal Punjabi, and as always, Dr. Hilden is here. We're taking your text, 651-989-9226. But Dr. Punjabi, I understand you have a, a little add-on to that heart flow analysis question we got. 
Yes, uh, the term that we use is uh, called FFR, CT, or fractional flow, flow reserve. And we can use that with, um, do, a, with do a CT scan and send these images to uh, a couple of private companies that then uh, analyze those images to look for significance of the, of the blockage. Uh, we don't offer that at Hennepin as of now, but that's a very promising tool. It actually uses what's called artificial intelligence to try to see how significant the narrowing is, because not all narrowing needs to be fixed. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's that's I'm worried about artificial... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so that uh, Heartflow is, the, is a private company that provides the service. Got it, got it. I'm worried about artificial intelligence. That might replace you and me there, Gopal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not happening anytime soon. Uh, the one thing it'll never replace is what... Um, is uh, what we do in terms of communicating with patients, and it's never going to replace that. Well, that is good to hear. All right, this listener says, why don't insurance companies recognize the heart calcium test benefits and pay for all or some of it? I wish I knew the answer to that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's such a great prevention measure. They'd save thousands, if not millions, uh, across the board if they supported a test like that. Yes, and I should be careful. I I, I'm, I haven't checked lately, but I think some insurance companies probably cover and some insurance companies don't. It's probably all over the map. Yeah, and maybe also some you know people who have flex spending and can spend it on their medical bills. Maybe something like that could take care of it. All right, this person says, my dad cannot do a stress test because of his knee. So what would be the equivalent or is there not a test to do the same thing? We can certainly do a pharmaceutical stress test. So um, we can do a stress echo or a stress nuclear medicine exam with uh, dobutamine or adenosine. Um, Some places in town can also do a stress MRI um, where you do the same thing except in a magnet. Okay, we have about three minutes left with Dr. Punjabi. Get in your question, 651-989-9226. This person says, I had a bypass, sur- I had bypass surgery four years ago. Would it make sense to have that calcium scan to see how things look? Probably not. Um, it's, uh, the calcium scan does not tell us anything about your grafts being uh, open or not being open. Uh, it's really a good estimator of general risk, but um, someone who's had a bypass is already a high-risk person. Okay. This person says, thank you for your program. Please describe abnormal left ventricular systolic function found on a Lexis scan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That might be something I'd have to Google again. But uh, uh, the way we look at function is through echocardiograms primarily. And MRIs are also a great way. MRI is actually the gold standard to look for your left ventricular function, which is the contraction of your heart. With every squeeze, we should have about 50, 55%, 60% of blood coming out of your heart and going into your body. Um, And if it's less than 50%, then we call it abnormal. Yeah, I do that um, uh, a great deal in my practice. Now, I'm not a radiologist, but I deal, this is called heart failure. Uh, and heart failure doesn't mean your heart stopped beating. It's also not the same as a heart attack. It's more that your heart isn't beating strongly enough. So that's what the abnormal left ventricular systolic function means. The big pumping chamber of your heart is beating a little too weakly. What Dr. Punjabi and I are talking about is the Lexi scan isn't a term we use at Hennepin, but uh, that's what that fun- that's what that words mean, and you should be under the care of a cardiologist.
All right, we got about 90 seconds left with uh, Dr. Punjabi. Let's try to fire around through the rest of these texts. This person says, how does echocardiogram compare with CT scan or MRI for heart detailing? Echocardiogram is really superb for cardiac function and wall motion abnormalities. It's portable. You can do them in the ED. You can do them uh, on the bedside and does not use any radiation, uh, does not use any dye that could affect your kidney. So it has a lot of advantages. Okay. What causes and cure for stenosis of the main valve? I'm sorry, I did not get that. Maybe um, I'll take that one, yeah. though, Paul. You're, there are four valves in your heart. I don't know if anyone's the main valve, but I'll bet they're talking about your aortic valve. Uh, if you have failure of aortic valve, if it's stenotic or not opening up, you need to talk to a cardiac surgeon. The only uh, treatment for that is a new valve or a repaired valve. Okay. Uh, this person says, healthy 77-year-old female with heart fluttering went through all tests. Nothing showed. Uh, ultrasound actually showed a healthy heart. Uh, what might this be? Sounds to me like atrial flutter or fibrillation. And you can see that on an echocardiogram. And, and you can uh, just so if your heart is under is not going too fast, then uh, it can be okay. You can live with that. And so just make sure that your doctor knows about it and is prescribing you the medications to make sure your heart's not going too fast and that you might also need to be on blood thinners. All right. Dr. Punjabi, anything real quickly to add to Dr. Hilden's response on that one? Might want to see an electrophysiologist uh, or an EP specialized cardiologist. All right. I think um, we're going to have to wrap it up today. We've been talking to Dr. Gopal Punjabi. He's the chair, meaning he is the, the top uh, physician at the Department of Radiology at Hennepin Healthcare. Dr. Punjabi, as always, my friend, my colleague, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's fun. It's always great to have Dr. Punjabi. He is truly a gem of a person, and I can't recommend him or his department any more highly. There is no better radiology department in the Twin Cities than, than the one that Dr. Punjabi leads. If you need to get any more information about Hennepin, go to hennepinhealthcare.org, and you can get information about all of our imaging, hennepinhealthcare.org. You know, the other thing I really like about Dr. Punjabi, and, and you're this way too, Dr. Hilden, is you know, we don't, we shouldn't expect every doctor to know every answer that we throw at you. And I think you do a great job. He just did a great job of when he doesn't, you know, speak to it or can't speak to it from his own expertise, he says so. And I think that's an honest doctor that we as patients or prospective patients should always remember, you know, how honest is our doctor being with us when they don't know something, can they find another resource for us? And that's really a good quality in all doctors. I agree with that. And not all, not all of my colleagues do that. They say, well, here's what I think. It, here's what it is. Well, are you sure? No, I'm not sure. Um, they should say, I don't know. Or here's what I think it is, but I'm not sure. So I agree with you, Rashini. It's a great quality. And Gopal certainly does that. All right. You can always connect with us on Twitter during the week at Dr. David Hilden at Rashini R for questions we didn't get to today. Will we be back next Sunday, 7 a.m., same place, same time, uh, with more Healthy Matters? Meantime, make it a really healthy week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.